I'm all strung out and my money's spent. Can't really tell you where last year went. But I've given up paying my bills for land. Now the landlord, he says he wants his rent. And welcome to another iteration of NATO Comedy Presents Shitting the Shoot. Yeah, I said that right. Anyway, it's your buddy Mike Mercado, and here with me I got my uh, usual suspects. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, let us know how you're doing today. Hi, I'm Patrick. I'm in Pomona, and I'd rather not be, though this is a <laughs> lovely home. Um. I'm Etienne. I work today, and I'm home. I think that uh, that succinctly sums everything up. You know, could be better, but uh, at least I'm not working anymore. Hey, I mean, not really. Uh, and uh, I'm Nico, and I also worked, and I'm looking for, well, just, you know what? I'm looking for things in life that are awesome. That's, let's just put it that. <laughs> oh, we're all we're all <laughs> awful perky today. <laughs> kind of sounded like you were all looking for words right there. <laughs> all right. Well, again, uh, today's topic, which I believe was uh, originally conceived by Patrick. Uh, you know, we guys, uh, we uh, kind of uh, vote on everything we're going to say or, or talk about. And we reach a consensus uh, sometimes. And uh, sometimes we resent each other. Uh, today's topic was really interesting because um, – I, I don't know where to even begin, but it is, for those listening, uh, taking three foods, if you could fundamentally change their texture, their color, their their whatever, the taste, you know, how would you change it and why? You know, and um, I can't wait for everyone else's answers because I'm going to piggyback off of that and then I'll curry up mine because I've got a few ideas, but once again, I am not pleased with my answers. So uh, let's rock and roll, guys. Yeah, I... uh, let's leave it up to Patrick. Why don't you take us away if you're willing? I know you always are. I mean, okay. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I get this is even a question that I proposed, so I spent like a lot of time thinking about it. Though I will admit that my first blush I did uh, while I was like, like, critically hungover, like very first thing in the morning, I like woke up from a daze and was like, my God, it's two things from like a week and a half ago. And um, I, I I actually really liked them. I tweaked them afterwards and I, I, I got it more precise. But uh, so uh, my three are I would alter dairy's tendency to change form. Okay. Um, all right. All right. right. That's what I was like looking for. Hell yeah. Away, but to alter its tendency to change form. Specifically, I'd like to limit it to relatively three forms. Uh, the um, solid form, standard solid in the brick. Um a liquid form where it's fully pourable a la fondue and a baked on form, which is once you get that crisp, you know, cheese, once you've like put that on nachos and you throw that motherfucker in the, in the oven, you know? So taking away, you know, lumpy, curdled, sweaty, you know, the crusting that you get when it's exposed to too much heat and air, all of those things have all been things that bug me 
about it because, I mean, it's part of what makes dairy so adaptable as a food. And I understand that that messing with it and limiting it to just those forms in terms of cheese and therefore other dairy as well. So like milk, you wouldn't be able to do a bunch of the weird stuff that you do with it. The stuff that it does in baking, uh, you'd have to find other things for it. But I'd be fine with that just to prevent my cheese getting fucked up. It'd make mac and cheese from scratch so much goddamn easier. Patrick, uh, just a second. I'll be really quick. Um, I wanted to say, no, please, probably I about want to discuss mind. this. I'm not, I'm not okay. trying to just I'm monologue say, here. When you said fucking... change the forms, I was thinking Wonder Twins powers activate. Hey, and I thought that was fucking hilarious. And yeah. also, it sounds like, Patrick, you know, you don't want to deal with dairy on its journey. What? Dairy on its destination. And, you know, if we're no, dating and I'm dairy, if you can't handle me and my curdle, you don't deserve me at my my cheese. That doesn't make any sense. I don't date dairy. I drink it. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Continue. That's all I wanted to say. You motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find that a little bit problematic. Like, we're dealing with, like, spreadability and stuff. We're dealing with, like, weird shit like buttermilk that you were kind of, like, alluding to. I don't know if I'm down with that. Again, I realize that sure. it's a personal stance thing. Um, I think if you lose the the curdling and various other things, potentially it helps preserve it longer. And that's one of the biggest issues with dairy as a whole is the shelf life on it. Um, so I, I certainly get practicality on it and also like slanting specifically towards what you like about dairy and how you use it. I mean, like meltability yeah. is, is a big thing in general. Like everybody loves a fucking cheese pole. And like, I know you're always like, you know, making nachos, making cheesy popcorn, shit like that. Like I get yeah. it. I get it. But I don't know, personally speaking, if I'm like willing to sacrifice the other elements to get the specific benefits that you're going for. Really fair. Like yogurt would be lost, you know, and I know Which is, yogurt's a big part of your diet. It is. Like I, I have like yogurt and part of my smoothies. I have pretty much yogurt every day while I'm at work. Like it's one of my work snacks. Like it, it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the cultures are good for your gut and shit. Like th there's a whole bunch of like established oh, benefits yeah. to like, it would be destroying other cultures. Uh, Patrick, wow. You'd be, uh, You'd be the British. No, that isn't accurate at all. <laughs> We're talking you, about changing you. the timeline, asshole, so that it's always worth <laughs> it. I'm not suddenly going to be the dick to stand up and be like, no one gets Kifa. Like, that. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a lot of fun right now. So you're firing the time gun at Derry? Are we, are yes. we going back to this? Yes, we are. Anorax. <laughs> what, you obviously had some thoughts, Nemo, from, from your face. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Etienne in that same boat. There's a lot of things I feel like that would be hurt as a result of limiting it so. And it's a lot of stuff that I like. For example, I don't use milk for a lot of cooking, so I can't necessarily comment on like the specifics of what would change. But like one thing that came up, and I don't even know if if, if milk is even a huge product in this, but like like stuff like. Uh, like flan, for example, is that is that a milk-based product? No. Uh, yes, but yeah. it has milk. It's not directly milk-based. Like okay. it's yeah. like whipped sugar and fat. 
So you can do that essentially with any whipped sugar and fat. There's frequently milk used in flan, but yeah, you, you know what? Sorry, you're right. Um, yeah. I'm a uh, apologize. Yeah, you know what? Flan is um, flan is uh, it's kind of like uh, it's very subjective. You can you can rock it and roll it anyway. Traditional flan that is, is kind of hard and it's like custard. I've been spoiled by my mom. She makes flan that's like soft and jiggly, like a um. Like like a creme brulee or um, it's yeah. it's it's something else. But anyway, continue, because uh, Patrick, um, you know what you're talking about when it comes to flan. What was your point, Nico? Oh, just I mean, you know, again, that that would be one. Again, I don't know, like yeah. specifics, but um, I feel like butter would also be affected too, right? Because that's a form of curdling, isn't it? No, but you're Try. right. Butter would be affected, and like, like butter wouldn't like... have. Butter is really good. That's a fair point. That's a really fair point. Like I'd be butter willing... is a staple of things. But but <laughs> what if you could have butter that was just melted all the time? You don't necessarily it want just it for that. Be like look, it's like butter. biscuits. Like, not you don't like not want that true. for again. You, admittedly, baking was specifically one of the things that you mentioned early on that was going to be affected, which yes. I was aware of and took offense to. Um, but, but there are a lot of things like pastry dough, biscuit dough. You need that like crumbliness of the butter. That's like, really true. Aging steak. Aging steak. You want the butter to spread around the steak and it's it's non-melted kind of like Play-Doh-like form. Do that just suspending it in the liquid. I would argue true. with right. that. You could, put like a, you could put the meat in a plastic bag, suspend it in melted butter and wrap it up. Yeah. And yeah. It's just uh, instead of spreading it out like spackle, because yeah. butter is kind of like like spackle or like uh, right. Not, yeah, no. When you do be. the yeah, when you do the thing, that that is a really good point. I had actually forgotten because I'm about building a house out of food later, and I'm just going to use the butter as a spackle in case you guys <laughs> were wondering. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a gingerbread house, but it's actually to get kids who are carnivores. To come. I mean, I was gonna say it kind of sounded a little Hansel and Gretel with the whole like using it as spackle thing. So, yeah, but more <laughs> like uh, Tyler and, and and Bretta who live in Texas. But yeah, like, oh, exactly. the reference. Like, it's too good Texas. Like, I'm names? sorry. I, uh, okay. No, okay. No, they're just Texas names. Okay, that's fair. I thought you were referencing like a film or something specific. I didn't but no, think I you were. I was like, that's real creepy. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. That too. Uh, so those are both really solid points. Like no, like everything that you would do with butter that does technically require most things that I use butter for, you don't need it to have that texture. But you're absolutely right; it would fuck it up. It would fuck up the texture of my my favorite like recipe for oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. So would you all be down with it if I made a provision for butter and a provision? For lumpiness a la yogurt, but only within the yogurt range. So cultured, it is allowed to be lumpy in a pre-hardened state. So there's a weird, like, the other thing that I thought of besides baking initially was was uh, soft spreadable cheeses and, like, curds themselves. So I was thinking oh. about, like, ricotta in this, too. Um. And, like, what that would do with ricotta. And, like, if you're coming after my ricotta, like, we're going to have problems. Like, I'd say we go to blows after this, but I ain't fucking driving down to Pomona to, like, get into a fist fight about ricotta cheese. Not fair. on this Wednesday. We can Wednesday. do it when I get home. Yeah, there no, we can go. do it when I get home. 
Um, because that's the thing. I I used to be super into ricotta, and I've increasingly become disillusioned with ricotta over the last disillusioned few with her. cheese. I know. I'm Specifically sorry. ricotta. Like I get it. It's not for everybody. But like, what did Garfield ever do heart. to you, man? I, I it broke my heart too. I got this giant thing of ricotta from Super King. I like made this salad with the ricotta. I took like three bites of it, and I was like, I don't want this salad. <laughs> I was like, man, god damn it. <laughs> I think there may have been factors there, A, and B, again, as being a man of science, as, as we all are, you got to make sure right. results are repeatable. Well, that was the problem. Since that day, every time I've had ricotta, I've been like, I kind of hate this. Mm. And that also might be speaking to the quality of the ricotta I've been getting. I might try to get some high-end ricotta and actually test that out because I did used to love ricotta. And again, so, so, I mean, you guys make a point. I, I, I... I would be forced to to consider this greatly before actually pulling the trigger, knowing the way that it would personally affect the eating habits of all three of you. Because I don't want to do this to my friends. Well, there's well, there's also really one interesting. more, too. There's one yeah. more that I have as well. And that's, of course. That's, that's whipped cream. You wouldn't have whipped cream anymore. No, you just have liquid sweet cream. Oh man, but I like the texture of the cream. I like it the way it's a cup. But then you never have like the my favorite line from Inglorious Bastards, which is ah ah ah. Wait for the cream. <laughs> so they can just pour liquid <laughs> cream on it. God damn it, but it's not whipped. Scene from um uh, varsity blues. I'm so angry. They make fun of <laughs> varsity blues where the cheerleader comes out and she's covered in whipped cream and everything, and she's like pour yeah. liquid cream. Liquid cream on the titties. It's time on yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Come on. I mean, I guess it could work, but, you know. It I mean, coats it, it on the perfectly. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely right. And ice cream, I realize, is another thing that would be affected. And James would just kill me from another continent. If that, like, yeah. Like, he would figure out a way to shoot me from no. Europe. <laughs> what um, I wanted to say, what I wanted to say about that is, you know, in your effort to simplify using dairy in cooking, so you can go from point A to point B and everything. Um, you, it, it's the case with anything. You've chosen utility over versatility and like just you – know, it, it, it's a sacrifice. You lose something. You know, when we, when we, um, we go for um, maximum efficiency over just art, you know, just, yeah. uh, just, just enjoyment. So here's what we do. We live in a world where GMOs are beginning to be more and more of a thing with food. We create oh. a whole separate line of Patrick-specific dairy. Because it's not just you who wants these changes. There's a lot of people out there who want these changes. That's I'm fair. not ignoring that fact. And I think if we had a specific subset of yeah. scientifically, genetically altered dairy that had these properties, you know, you've, you've got mad bucks waiting right to be there. made right there. That's the fucking million dollar idea right there at the end. Thank you for million that. Million bucks. That's all I'm saying. Billion it doesn't bucks. take any way, anything away from anybody else, but well, it provides the valuable service to those who want it and those who need it. That's well that's done. Huh? This money right there. That's well done. Cause that's all I'm saying. Patent like, pending I by the way, cheddar. since, you know, of course, our, our fans yeah, yeah, could be listening down. to this and stealing our ideas. 
but no, like it's the you know, like I want I want a cheddar that I can melt and not have turned into lumpy garbage if I overcook it by eight fucking seconds. You know? my, my dad was asking me how to make hollandaise sauce and how do you make up eggs benedict and I was explaining all the different processes and everything processes and everything and um I was like it's all a matter of timing and this and that and there's shortcuts you can take but really it's just it's so delicate and it's you know you don't ha- you don't have to let it stress out but stress you out but there's really nothing that will light a fire underneath your ass and test your metal like having to make eggs benedict on the fly in a in a professional kitchen by yourself um, yeah, at a at a sports bar at you know during breakfast man all right so that got when i worked increasingly specific like, yeah i was, I was working like, at yeah, Lucky Baldwin's yeah dude. i think we can all agree with this and few like, of us can fuck. agree and now a percentage can agree but <laughs> no like it, like it's it was something else, and one of the greatest compliments I ever got. And again, it was probably just sampling because I didn't stay at that job very long. But the waiter came back. He's like, "Yo, table eight was like one of that was one of the best egg benedicts I've ever had." I was like, "Holy fuck! I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here." <laughs> <laughs> I was just surprised I tied my shoes today. Great. Yes. What am I doing here? Well, but how um, did I get bomb eggs benedict? I my ask ourselves, who is eggs benedict? <laughs> Because I've tried uh, cooking it for myself at home, and I fucked it up many times. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I've cooked things for my parents that I've never been able to replicate. So, now that we have a group amenable version of my, my dairy thing, I have a second one, which I think will be far less controversial. Oh, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, I just want French fries to maintain their texture when they're cold. Oh, my God! Yes! Yeah, like, I don't what care what heat it is. I want it to, to always have that crisp on the outside like liquid in the middle texture. You know what I'm saying? From like really hot, perfect, fresh out the fryer it can fries. Never be reheated, like, never recreated. Death. And imagine how good that would be. You get your french like fries. french fries from last night out of the fridge and you bite into that motherfucker and it just gushes like ice cold in your mouth with the crispy crunch. It's like a comet or like a an eclipse or something or or you know just that a hot one night stand. It's just french fries. Once they're fried you got to eat them while they're hot. Because right now, as it is, it can never be... You can't just go back. You know, the, the water passes under the bridge. It's gone. It's gone. Right. Okay, cool. Sorry. I was like... As you were progressing with that simile, I was like... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And then it connected. So, beautiful. Like... Took me a minute. No notes. No notes for me. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. like I. I feel like you've had more one night stands than I have, but I'm. I'm not following, Mike. Uh, I hope you're living your best life, but uh, um. also cold and like gushes right in your mouth is not a sentiment that I want with my French fries. As much as I want like the texture to remain, like that's not like. Waking up 10 o'clock the next morning after a night of like drinking or something, and be like, Oh, refreshing french fries! <laughs> like, that's not that's not where my head goes, but you know, power to you. And I'm imagine not if that was what it did. Like, imagine if that's what fries were like in the morning. I, like, I don't think I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the texture thing, but that specific aspect, I don't know if I'm fully there. I mean, okay, let me that's just put totally this out fair. there. Right? That's totally if fair. You got, 
like you have you have cold pizza lovers, right? People who love yeah. cold pizza I like more cold than pizza. me. Would rather like eat cold better than, pizza hot than pizza. microwave pizza. So it, it, it leads me to believe that there might be a group of people out there, and those who are listening could probably agree or disagree <laughs> that you would love same texture cold fries in the morning. It's like, you know what? I got my pizza that's cold. I got my, my fries that are cold. I got everything that's lined up and good in my life, and it's right here. And, like, I don't need to heat it up or nothing. Like My it, wife, I'm, I'm, she's cold. Oh, God. Oh, Wait, yeah. It's I mean, a whole other level. But, no, I mean, I've, I've gotten a, a, an extra large pizza, and I have immediately put it in the freezer and then spent 45 minutes waiting. Like, wow. I like no, I, cold pizza. This is one of those things that you can eat, like, you know, hot and fresh when it's just made, out of the fridge for me. I don't like the microwave, but I will heat it up back in the oven. And when you heat it back in the oven, you're like, well, let's add more cheese. Let's add more toppings. Let's add some jalapenos. I can improve it, bring it up. I like pizza's very versatile like that to me, in my opinion, that it can enjoy almost any way. You know, it's um, very fair. Very versatile. She's down. She's willing. Anywhere you want to take her, she's going to say yes. I see. I don't. I, that that again. I don't. I don't sexualize my pizza, and that's not a knock. You start sexualize sexualizing your food, your guys. Well, I sexualize it. some food, but you, the, you sure you don't want the large sausage, Patrick? Because I got a large sausage here. No, I've got four. <laughs> I've got four. I've got four Salvadorian longaniza waiting for me in the oven. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all full up on sausage. Y'all, y'all better understand. I'm not kidding. I hope they're not bringing uh, their worst though. I can't. I'm, I'm both happy and sad. We never did that bit. Right? <laughs> it was so dumb. I realized it was my idea, but it was so fucking dumb. What's your idea? I would say it's it. Patrick's idea. I was pretty sure it was mine. It could have been Patrick's. But uh, it's kind I of think like it was yours. yours. Okay, I'm, but I'm always down for sausage humor, so I don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. you're the if man you're who, who ate away. sausage and threw up for four hours for a shoot. Oh Jesus! Oh, that was a Dude, fun I, viewing. I still smell that sometimes. Like it comes up, and I'm like, "Are, are we back on on set? Like, what the? Fuck? I swear, there's like a lingering. It, yeah, it, it wafts through LA sometimes, and it it's like stays. again. Yeah, and, and, and it's one of those things too where you don't know what's there until you realize what it is, and then it's like that's too late. Why? Why is it just around? Like I don't understand how this wafts through the air. They sell those sausages everywhere. That's part it's of what's like those, about them. It's like those that, trees or okay. those flower blossoms that kind of smell like you know, um, a fourteen-year-old's room or a, a porto set or you know, it's it's it has a certain those scent to it. If you know what I mean, Mike. You got it. Just God damn it! It's, well, it's a musky I, smell. I, it's very specific. Foot... I didn't. Okay. Ways, I, I didn't want to say They're the trees musky. that smell like cum. Okay, but you know okay. what I'm talking I, about. Now I said it. You talked about pornos in a 14 year old's room. Okay, look, I'm I know you cool. spent a on. lot of time in San Fernando. Can't hear Mike, anything. He's can, fine. Can we move on? <laughs> this is fair. Oh yeah, let's move on. Um. The, so French fries maintaining the texture. We're all there, except Etienne doesn't agree with the gush, but some of us like the gush. Um, the final I mean, one. In this instance. In this yes. instance. Yes. Um, uh, my final one is another one that might be a little controversial again, because it is changing how things cook in the way that the form changes. Um, 
But my last one was I want to eliminate juice loss in the roasting process of meat without having to utilize salt crusts or crumb layers or what have you. There has to be a but devil's cut and an angel's cut. in roasting. I don't want to change oh. it in any other form. If you're grilling it, if you're pan frying it, if you're air drying it, if you're smoking it, if you're jerking it, <laughs> um, like Always. whatever, what have you. Is, that is controversial, man. Because like, that you're will talking... still take the moisture out. But Who's roasting, lost? I want all that juice. Well, you know what you could you could do is you could have um, on a molecular level. Because the juice is it's gonna either evaporate and be reabsorbed or or, or fly away, uh, or it's gonna burn and it's gonna it's, that's the devil's cut and the angel's cut of the juice, right? But what you could have on a molecular I'm level is the form what of you mean by that term. Oh, well, we're talking about liquid. It's either gonna evaporate or it's gonna no, burn. No, devil's cut versus angel's cut. I've never heard either of those terms before the last like ninety seconds. Oh, okay, okay. So, I, so that's, when, I'm sorry. Oh, let's take it back real quick. So uh, when you're um, fermenting whiskey, for example, um, devil's cut is the stuff that gets absorbed by the, the wood. And the angel's cut is the alcohol that evaporates. Cool. Angel's cut can usually be collected sometimes, but not really. The devil's cut can be collected when you extract, but you, you squeeze the wood. It's a pain yeah. in the ass. And so I thought you were talking about the same thing when you're roasting a piece of meat. And so what I was saying, uh, you, what you change, not just texture or whatever, you could change it on a molecular level and just have a form of mitosis so that the molecules of the, um, the juice uh, multiply as they disintegrate. I don't at even know that. Rate, I don't even know about that because they're just talking about my ass as usual. I don't no, know no, I mean, that, that's, you, like, that's a really make... cool idea. But all I'm saying is I just want it to not lose moisture when you're roasting it. Oh. Like, that's it. Like, and if that's, I mean, yes, but that's not the same as the juice moisture from the meat. You know what I'm saying? So you and don't want to lose moisture. Like, you're okay with losing juice, but you don't want to lose moisture. No. No, it's I, I don't, I'm not losing any of it. That's 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 the thing. I I don't know, young alchemist. There's a law of equivalent exchange, and you got to pay the toll, bub. That wasn't part of the fucking prompt. I know. Just fuck with you, man. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he wrote it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he I knows. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I would change. I would eliminate juice loss in meat during roasting. I It'd think awesome. that's so absurdly specific that I don't think people can really argue with that. Can't. And again, that's something that I know very directly caters to you, what you cook and what you like. And yeah. I, I get it. Like, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Um, again, I think people want moisture meat across the board, and this will definitely help in certain circumstances. And other cooking preparations, yes, there is moisture loss, but there's also more direct control over yeah. how you're cooking it, how long you're cooking it and where you're applying heat whereas when you're roasting it's more of a general overall x amount of degrees for x amount of time and it's harder co to control that yeah because you have to open it and close it if you're going to like check on the roast 
and that fucks up the cooking process oh, in and of itself. Right. So like all of those things, I really wish that it wasn't such a big deal. So you could be like, okay, cool. I can leave this. And if I leave it on for a little bit too long to make sure that it cooks the way that I want it to cook, like, I don't want that to be a problem. And I, I love that in part because it would allow people who like their meat well done to be able to actually have good roasted, well done meat, you know, that's still juicy, still flavorful, isn't, isn't boot leather. Instead of Rick and Morty, uh, Pirates of the Pancreas, where he's like shrink a person's body and everything. What about yeah. if you were to shrink people down to like a, a a ship and put it inside the roasting pan? Obviously, a ship that could extend, withstand the extreme temperatures. A ship what? that could extract the flavor and test the meat for you so you would never have to lift the pan. So you'd have miniature people inside the roasting pan tasting the meat telling you, Patrick! This is where right. it's at. Or even right. trick yourself. Like you'd have to have no, a lot I'm... of billions of dollars, and also why? Yeah, I, this I'm is. Gonna, I'm gonna. Just I'm gonna thought. stop. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay, you, you know that Please. they have wired temperature gauges that you can use to get your per, your meat at a perfect temp, right? Like that is a temperature gauges don't, don't have tongues. It also. I need a tongue but, but down it there. Also, it also checks moisture too. That's the other thing. There are digital uh, uh, temperature gauges that, that the app on your phone. Get, yeah, there's like all this crazy shit that that exists. Like, it, it, you don't need like to shrink people down. Like, you don't need to be Ant Man to do this. You need to what's the hourly on that? Over science it all the way. But what's the hourly on it? Hourly, <laughs> like, hourly? I want to know. Like, you got to have some experts who are shrinking down to pilot a ship into the fucking roast to do micro fucking like nanoscale like taste test. Like at this level, a, technology. At this level, technology. It's Star Trek, dude. Nobody works struck. for money. They work, money. they work because they want to. They want to be so the very best that no like one ever was. It's an organization of tiny, tiny people who are in every meet, and when you take it out of the oven, they were already there, and they're like, hello, citizen, your roast is bitching, or citizen, you must go back to remedial cooking school. Like, exactly. Kids I, listening at home, be sure to take the little green man off your drink, okay? Because he's there. That's such they, a regional Or however they identify. Reference. I know, it's so stupid. I Okay, so when you first started talking, this, this feels directly like a has science gone too far, YN? And, and the answer was an emphatic yes. And <laughs> if we're talking about um, a Star Trek-esque future where the basic needs of society are already met, I'm sure that there's a small minority who would like to be injected inside of meat to uh, fully be able to understand when it's done cooking. Small. But I can't imagine that there's enough of that to make it sustainable or feasible. You would probably have to be of a status that you could get these select few people to come to your house to work for you testing your meat. Um. But so it would be a, a rare treat for this meat to happen this way. And for both sides. Both sides would be gaining something. By the way, Nemo, you have not yet had a chance to, re to respond to the base idea. And you've had, again, a look on your face that indicates that you might have some, some thoughts. No, it's like I, a look I, of I, shock. I, at, the old, at the end of the day, I don't really have any – because I was thinking about it, like, like moisture loss only when roasting. Because I was, I was thinking, like, like, halal, for example, is specifically – 
draining the blood in a, in a way so that the meat comes out tender and much more flavorful. Like that's that's draining juice. That's literally draining liquid. But like, again, that's not cooking. That's just part of like the the butcher process. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, and and like and again, like also thinking of like kosher too, right? There's a specific way that kosher is set up. But again, that's all in the prep and that's all in the setup of the meat and not actually the cooking of it. So it's like, I, I I'm gonna have to go with my previous answer of no notes because there's nothing that I can think of that's downside that would be like, okay, you're keeping all the good juices in there. You don't have to, you don't have to flash fry it. You don't have to like do any, like any prep ahead of time to like make sure the moisture stays in. It's just, you pop it in the oven and there's all your juices. I mean, the only thing I possibly think of that would be a downside would be like, like for example, if you're trying to like render fat out, in the roasting process, like I'm yeah. thinking of like chicken, for example, like all the juices that come out of that, like you yeah. would have over engorged chicken at that point that maybe wouldn't be as good because it couldn't lose all the moisture. And You're so like, it, yeah, it, would, it, like, it wouldn't like, like, I don't know, like I'm thinking like there, there might be something that would, that would cause it to maybe explode potentially. But like, other than that, I can't think of any downsides. So funnily enough, I actually got to experience what that's like precisely once because uh, this is during a period where George and I, uh, George is one of my roommates for, for listeners who are not in the know on that. Um, we're, we're going through this period where we were getting really, really kind of crazy with how we were preparing our roast chicken. So we were like roasting the chicken and then pulling out at a certain point, doing a glaze. And then once the glaze had set, we'd pull it out and we did like a cheese layer with different like herbs and it was like this whole thing. And so I started trying to apply the same philosophy to uh, uh, chicken drumsticks that went on the uh, grill. And so I did a, a base sauce, and then I did a dry rub on the outside of the sauce, and then I finished the dry rub with salt crust. And then I rolled the whole thing in like a good thick layer of breadcrumbs. And when I grilled them, they turned out like super crispy on the outside, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I hope this is done all the way on the inside." Not only was it done all the way, it had retained almost a hundred percent of its moisture. So when I bit into it, I literally had like an explosion of juice that like rushed down my face. It was like biting into like like a watermelon a fruit, and it popping. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, "Oh fuck, this is crazy." And it was actually kind of impractical, but I've found over the years that if there's anything that I've missed, it's that. And the thing that would still happen is, even if most of the juice reabsorbed into the meat, you'd have a certain amount that drained out when you cut it at the end. So you'd still have some render that you could use for other purposes. I'll admit, it would make rendering more difficult. And and I I, I had to think about that because I used to render a lot. But also, this is what I would change if I were, you know, the petty god of this universe. Um, and I can't really use those the, the goop anymore. Every time I try, I'm, like, horribly sick for two days now. So... Mm. Goop? Yeah. Do you want to educate our audience on what the goop is, by the way? No, I mean, it's what we've been talking about. We're oh, talking about the render. Okay, so the goop the you're to is... It's yeah, definitely it's, not it's, that it's famous very rich. Definitely. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, I almost never forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me, Etienne. Damn it. Not even once. 
Well, so that's my three. Fuck. Um, which I apologize um, have taken up like a full half hour. Um, I knew you were gonna you were gonna come come to show and impress, and I was kind of gonna piggyback off of that. You know, um, uh, me personally, if I can just uh, knock it out out of the way, um, you know. I mean, like with textured food, like I'm a human garbage disposal. I'll fucking eat it. You know, there, there are a few things that, like, I had pig's feet for the other day for the first time. Not pickled pig's feet. Uh, I made menudo with my friend, and um, she wanted to. We got all the um, the the three pots and everything. She's like, let's get pig's feet. So I got like four of them, and I threw them in the broth. And we cooked them down, and we cooked it, and the everything was great. It was wonderful. Flavors there, but I'm sitting there eating the foot out of the soup, and. A, Again, it's just this is a foot. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. get past that hump. I couldn't get past up. But that's not Dude, something that really bothered me. Soup is so good. When I was thinking back, um, oh, I, I fucking I licked the toast, but I loved it. I was just I was still thinking the whole time this is a foot. And I was like, you know, how can you? Anyway, I'll go into that. Go back, go back, go back. I was thinking about liver and onions as a kid, and um, although my auntie makes a mean chicken liver and spaghetti oh my god it's out of this world and, and liver is really good for you you need that iron um would i change it would i really change any food for myself now i was thinking about people who like um you know uh, people who uh, don't have teeth or can't eat with their mouth for whatever reason maybe it's because they're sick or they just uh, it was cancer related or whatever and, uh, they're just yeah. old but you want them to taste, but like, you know, I can't just grind up a uh, filet mignon, expect it to taste the same. It's going to taste like baby food or like broth or something. It's going to taste gross. So it'd be a way to take fine food or people's favorite food. Uh, but then I was like, what is this? Just like a, a, a licking, licking taste, you know, because a part of food, what makes it so great. You know, like I like cucumbers for the crunch, for example. Some people yeah, like their food. Uh, Dante, they like it well done. Um, you know, a lot of people in our generation, you know, it's because they grew up and their moms are too busy, you know, um, on that little yellow pill uh, to cook vegetables properly or canned vegetables. And so like, oh, I don't like broccoli. I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm like, you don't like the way it was prepared. If you're well, a good I mean, cook, that's been true if, you're, for... you, if you <laughs> know what you're doing, life. Century. You can make anything, any food, into any texture, any taste. You can disguise it. They can fucking make watermelon taste like steak. Uh, I've yet but, to um, hear of an example of that. Yeah, and I won't go into it too much. That I'm aroused. But uh, if I can change idea, food at all, I mean, uh, living up uh, a society where you know millions of people die every year around the world starvation not because there isn't enough food not because we can't afford to feed them they die because we there's really no money in feeding them there's no point so a lot of the reasons why food gets wasted or it goes bad or people go without other than the fact that we're just living in this fucking hellscape this joke of a world is because it goes bad so wouldn't it be interesting if food just never went bad or if you could do something to certain food that it you could preserve it without turning it into a salt mine you know we enjoy a lot of preserved foods but there's always negative uh side effects to it because the more you alter food um genetically or whatever or um chemically 
it's gonna it starts yeah. cancers and all that. So I so, would make it, but uh, uh, and I'm almost done. So this is some kind of like next level like magical bullshit that like extra-dimensional crap. But I would make it so that you could not eat any kind of food without making sure that you shared it first, or you, you had to share your food. <laughs> We're going fully back to like elementary school. Did you bring enough for the class? Well, yeah, too fucking bad that you ain't eating none, and neither is anybody else. That an apple, you have to get like, you actually to have else. to have enough. Like you've got to break it down. That's crazy. Oh, no, That's intense. You don't have to share it with everybody. You just have to share it with one, at least one other person. Again, it doesn't make any sense as much that as teacher. A, as much no, as no, we no. Think. I, I got you. Single but like, in order to um. Yeah. No, you just um, gotta like throw, you, like, you, no, like no, literally, like this, open no. the window and be like, "You boy in the street," and like hurl a hot dog at it. Or full going, like, um, couldn't you can eat all you want unless you share your food. It won't um, satisfy you. It will never get full. And you'll never Some enjoy it. Some people would be into. Oh, well, yeah. but you're telling but again, me it it doesn't make I any can sense. Finally, it, um, finally. Finally, eat steak continuously for 24 hours, and all I have to do is do what I've always wanted to do every time I've made steak my entire life, and eat it all myself. Yeah, there are definitely holes in my idea. You won't enjoy it, is the stipulation. But I was also thinking, like, I just won't in be general. satisfied. It'll, it'll be said like, satisfied. Never satisfied anyway. Said satisfied, and then he said enjoyed. I okay, believe right. I, I, I could okay. be wrong. I can't exactly like, play the audio. You back know the right pirates did not. Uh, you know, know. to the Caribbean well, we where they can't drink wine. They can't feel, enjoy the the touch of a woman. You know, you're alive, but you're dead unless you well, share your food. I think so. Okay. The thing that Patrick and doesn't was, food taste better when you share it with friends anyway? Usually yes, but sometimes no. I know. Sometimes I'll I'll eat a whole steak to myself. Sometimes I, I'll steal my friend's steak. But Sorry, I think you're the thing say that Patrick was getting at, and I, I think it probably holds true for certain people in certain circumstances, is is the not necessarily the enjoyment of the actual thing itself, but the enjoyment of the act. Like there are people who just enjoy like eating nonstop, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're enjoying or appreciating the food, but it's it's the act. No, but also like you'll still be hungry, so you can eat as much right. as you want. Yeah, you'll still have that hunger. Yes, yeah. that it's horrible. I unless, unless you're I Patrick, would love apparently. that a bunch of the time. Okay, I, I don't want to be wanna, full. I just want to make. I sure. want to still be hungry because I'm full and I'm still eating because I have to eat because well, my brain is pushing the stupid trigger and I feel bloated and terrible and fuck, make me hungry for an extra eight hours and then I'll fill up. And like shit. I, I think you'd also have like weird like hedonism circles develop. Like mm -hmm. you can eat as much as you want as long as you share it, but there's no stipulation on how it's shared. So if you're sharing it with somebody who already has some, you're not actually helping the problem, but feeding into this weird like hedonism circle bullshit. I kinda wish I, you had met Anne Rice, you know, so you could talk about Lestat and fucking Louis with her. You just probably could laugh in her fucking face. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that kind of mentality would also further the food disparity that exists because now it's now people are just eating because they can and they can just eat more and now there's literally because people are just eating more because they can there's just going to be start less food because it's like well I can just eat all day continuously and not be full and not feel satisfied and continuously eat and suddenly you just you have situations where it's like, well, shit, now there are food shortages because people are just... I feel like I just made a wish and it made the nuts. world worse. Thank you, guys. Like, there's... <laughs> no! No, no, oh, thank sorry, you. go for it. You were about to say it, too. There's weird psychological tangents with that, too. Like, there's people who are like, the more that I have, the less they have, and would probably take joy in that, too. Yeah. Even though that this wasn't the original thing. And again, like the problems with with hunger and with food and dying of starvation are very real but it's a distribution issue and i think distribution yeah forced sharing the way you originally put it doesn't solve that issue as much as i enjoy the idea of sharing food with your neighbor i don't think it necessarily solves the problem at hand yeah well, which example, is why I, I, really I know we've mentioned i know we've agree. mentioned this guy before jeff bezos but like you know, this guy has more money than any of us all combined could ever spend an entire lifetimes. He could eat any food he wants, and he enjoys it. He enjoys the fuck out of it. And if I could change something fundamentally about food in general, and I know we were supposed to pick three foods or whatever, so that well, three it doesn't things. matter. The and this is your third thing, which makes sense. Oh no, it was, but whatever. Is it so? This fucker couldn't enjoy food unless he made sure that everybody else was fed. Like oh, that. here we go. All food. That if you if you have improperly hoarded wealth, food tastes bad. Oh, all food will taste. I'm okay with that. I think I I got no notes on that one. <laughs> yeah. Or sorry, you were um, about to say. Um, uh, I don't know if I would say all food will taste bland unless everybody's eaten, or we uh, all food oh, without nutrients. Unless everyone's eaten. So you can eat as much as you want. It won't keep you alive. Unless everyone. Has had some. That's some crazy shit. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of that. And that applying to like people above. Also it kind of like, gives food like level. a level of sentience. And magic that I was like. Should we eat it? Is it okay to eat this? Like this is too magical. I mean if food god is coming down and being like. Share the food. Eat it now. I will and say what yes to food god. People figure out that they can eat each other. And I was like well this is good. I mean the only thing that makes people not. Dead people not food is you know. Taboos and prions. Um, and the prions are the real reason. Um, What's a pyron? Is that like a type of shrimp or something? I wish. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> prions, prions are a thing that is best describable as a rogue protein. They are one of the most oh. horrific things in nature. They're what cause mad cow disease, as well as most other forms of spongiform encephalopathy. So like a really, like a really amino acid. Yeah. Mike. A very mean acid. No, you're good. No. It was it was a it was a terrible pun, <laughs> which terrible. is what puns should be. They should I make think, the people around you unhappy. I think the the, the idea behind the, the prion, right? That's what's called prion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, kind of like a the, um, a liver fluke or whatever. No. No. It's it's. Okay. I think it's it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a, a a thing in nature essentially, so that it prevents people from 
essentially devouring each other. It sustains life because if you're just oh. going around eating each other, then well, you shouldn't eat. Well, you so... shouldn't eat human brain. I think is is like something happens where uh, it kind of like, um, it kind of puts your brain at reset. It's like hitting um, hitting all the wrong buttons on a new iPhone or something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not okay. recommended. So yeah, the the whole thing with prions is they aren't actually a living thing. They are just a protein, and it's a protein that when your body metabolizes it to try to break it down and make its own proteins, it can't. And instead, it causes the proteins around it to break down into prions, which then replicate because they can't be digested, and on and on and on. Um, oh, it's scary. And there is a way higher incidence of that randomly happening in populations that engage in cannibalism. Um, this is both from the fact that if, you know, the person you ate had any prions, they're getting passed on to you. But also, for whatever reason, our bodies produce them more when we are eating our own species. The same thing has been shown in cows. That's how you have these big mad cow disease outbreaks, because they're actually taking cow organs and mulching it up with the grain and putting it into the cow feed. Um... But yeah. uh, regardless, uh, I was going to say, I also really, so I really liked your third one. And also based on that, I really liked your first one. Um, which uh, was the, the whole, like, not having food spoil, but under very specific circumstances. And I liked that a lot. Like, if you could just make sure that food did not spoil if it didn't rise above 70 degrees. Like... That would make so many of the transport issues of food around the world massively negated. Because oh. get a whole bunch of fucking dry ice and put it into like a lined truck, and you can drive it there. Like you don't I mean, have I to worry about, about that. How... You don't have to worry about freezer burn. Like I was joking about how I like my steak. You know, so rare that if I stick my fork in it, it will move. Yeah. But like, wouldn't that be great? You know, if we just keep the meat like alive. Until we cook it? No, because cruelty, but <laughs> yes in every other way. <laughs> I'm super down with it just being like, oh no, we dropped this to below 60 degrees, so it is uh, can like... Can imagine if we like slaughter a cow, fresh. and then each, it's still alive, so it's filling each piece of its body, the blood, the steak, the bones, the fur, but not together, but all over the place, all over the country, all over the world, but in like Multiple. All Thanks, the pain. Wow. We all just the lost all of our vegan followers. <laughs> Why would you Quiet. want that? I'm just saying, I, wouldn't it be interesting? I, I, it I wouldn't. Mean, it would be horrific. There are people I out do. there who would want that, but they're a minority, and I don't necessarily want to cater to them. That's how I feel. For example, personally. like, you know, we've all had lobster. We all enjoy lobster. I don't need an example. It, yeah. it, tastes yeah, better, it tastes better. I can't, it tastes better when I can't. you dip it in. When it's alive and you boil it, as opposed to when you kill it. I can't co-sign that statement. I, I can't co-sign that statement. I Just saying, you know, they all taste so much better when they're afraid, Nico. Just like children. That's actually no, completely wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually false. Food doesn't <laughs> taste as good when the animal was afraid when it died. Yeah, Poor little brother is yeah. listening to what I'm saying. He's like, oh my god, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with you either. That's 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 the thing right now. But also, like, Turkey, I'm just giving the people what they want. Up. This is why people do, listen. Do you choose <laughs> to just wake up and choose violence? Is that is that the deal? Like, what? Yeah. 
he went full penguin. Um, anyways, like Damn it, I picked a funny I, one. I, I think the direct counterpoint to that is like Kobe beef. Like Kobe beef cows live a great fucking life before they die, and that's some of the best fucking meat out there. Yes, it is. I had it recently, and it was ridiculous. It literally was like butter. I took a butter knife and I pushed oh, on the steak, God. and it went through the steak. And so, it, I can, I, so this is funny. This segues into mine a little bit. I think I can go next. <laughs> uh, oh God, I'm the anchor. So we're all, right, all sinking. Right, we're all sinking. It's much. okay. Okay, we're all so, going to hell. And again, all, right. like again, this is the the beauty of the avid debates that we have here is that we all know that at the end we can all walk away loving each other and loving food. But yes, I'm sorry, Nemo. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so just on the on the on the uh, talking about beef and stuff. Um, I mean, you know, obviously the next step up from Kobe is Wagyu. I mean, if you want to talk about like fully like cows who like have like a pampered life, Wagyu is where it's at. Like, well, I don't know if you've I mean, had Wagyu before, but yes, A4 Wagyu was the steak I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. So yeah, so I, I not A5 because A5 is spreadable with a I butter. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some people would say the next step up from Kobe would be LeBron, but I disagree. So definitely with the Wagyu, <laughs> as you were saying. As you were um, saying. So. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through my three real quick, and then we can talk about all of them and, and discuss. So, uh, you know, wait, wait, wait for uh, responses at the end when I've gone through them. Okay. Uh, so, my first one is gonna be that uh, I would like to have all beef have a wagyu-like marbling through every single aspect of it, and no matter what cut of meat you have, it's gonna have that just amazing marbling through it. <clears throat> the second one I, I have is uh making tomatoes less slimy i fucking hate tomatoes and i feel like making them less slimy would be the ultimate way of improving them but that's just my personal preference and then last but not least okay go for it raw or or cooked raw did you experience it raw Raw. or cooked raw okay Raw, raw tomatoes raw tomatoes less slimy and then the last but not least is celery and I want celery to have like a natural sugar, almost like uh, uh, like sugar cane, but just with that same kind of like like juicy texture. It's just it's 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 not it's not just bland. It's actually like sweet on the inside when you bite into it and you crunch into it. It's just like sugar explosion in your mouth. And that would be my three my three changed things for food. Okay. <clears throat> I can see that, especially since celery is very common, and you know, you just turn that very healthy, uh, almost negative calorie vegetable into something you can just pull out of the fridge and just. I mean, I like celery just out of the fridge. I clean it, you know, put a little like lemon pepper on it, and I'm good. But yeah, um, I kind of. I can dig that. I can dig that. I thought you could take take the little the little fucking uh. A little lion's out of celery, you know the um, the things that Oops. get caught in your teeth, the yeah, the strings, mm-hmm. the columns, if you will, the 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 um, the, uh, the strands, columns, the strands, the fibers, uh, fibers in it, fibers, the 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 pillars of uh celery, the pillars of Islam, pillars of celery. Eternity. I agree, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, 
Sorry, go for it, Nigel. No, I, I was going to say since since Mike jumped to the celery thing, um, I would be curious what the increased sugar in celery would do to uh, its calories and nutritional uh, value as it stands right now. Because um, it's viewed as a healthy snack, and if it being sweeter would warp that in any way. And the weird thing that I jumped to after you said, sh- like, sugarcane to some extent was how unethical sugarcane farming is right now. Oh, Jesus. And if, if having sweeter celery would allow us to do. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't sweet celery just rhubarb? Isn't rhubarb just sweet celery? No. In essence? No, because no. rhubarb tastes like shit unless it's properly <laughs> and that's, cooked with That's strawberries. literally one of the things that I was going to bring up. But Oh, okay. So rhubarb <laughs> only tastes good in strawberry but, rhubarb pie, which I'll never be able to enjoy again since they got rid of Buster's. Fuck. There's yep, lots of strawberry rhubarb. And that's rhubarb the only way no, that it was ever. There was only one strawberry rhubarb pie, but, Patrick. And for all but, the people all around the world, who all the people who have never been to South Pasadena before, all the people, they know, they don't know, they don't know that there was this place called Buster's and like they no longer make. $15 milkshakes. That place sucked. No, that's the new place. Anyway, it's not important. Patrick's totally right. There's plenty of places to get strawberry rhubarb pie, and I'm just being. Um, uh, no, uh, what's the I, word? What's I the word? It. I mean, intolerable. Well, and it was sentimental Nostalgic. to you, like yeah. you know, you, you enjoyed we... South Pass and going there, and like people you were hanging out with there. I get it. I, I really do. Antiquing, uh, used bookstores. <laughs> you could rent a video. Uh, they had fucking strawberry rhubarb pie. They I had theaters, but the now it's all bullshit. Of a point regarding. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm getting out of hand here. Celery so, replacing so, sugar cane so and celery... ethical farming. Yes. Rhubarb is not sweet celery, uh, no. in case you were wondering, like Correct. I was. <laughs> so I was going to note that, unfortunately, if you look at video of it, it's not like celery farming is is particularly ethical. And I feel the like... Fuck? What, what, what do they do? I mean... Uh, you're having to like rapid fire use a blade without hand protection for like 14 hours a day while you chop giant ass bundles of celery. Like, so they I've haven't invented like, videos. So they haven't sugar invented cane, a cotton gin for celery yet. Oh, sugar well. cane is basically the gold standard of like forced labor and exploitation, and like maybe yeah. this is wrong. So oh, wall and cashews. Wall celery may not oh, be oil. great. If it's at least a step in the right direction and it can be used well, for similar purposes, I'm for it. That's all I was going to say. And okay. what I'm saying is, unfortunately, I worry that it would simply become just as bad <laughs> mm. very quickly. Because, again, if it's cheaper and it's easier to produce, they're going to be like, okay, scrap the sugar cane, replace it with celery, and they're not going to switch out to slave labor. <sighs> yeah. And then I, you have. I like how we'll we say this. With... We went from like like talking about like the flavor profiles to like the ethics of like, to make, like we're not even talking about the flavor profile like like would that be interesting to taste no 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 would it require slave labor in order to get this like, thing to the masses like you know here's the thing I guys have comments and, and about this, the flavors don't worry about that this is the real real whatever flavors you like whether you know ethical chocolate or coffee or or vegetables and all that all food unless you grow it yourself in some ways. Is uh, is unethical. It sucks because it takes work 
to produce these things. You know, you, you grow it on a farm, you put it in a box, you put it in a truck, and you ship it over to the supermarket. And, you know, we're talking about, what, the rubber on the tires, the gas in the trunk, the poor motherfucker who has to drive 14 hours and never see his family in that damn truck, the guy who has to work on the farm, whether he's being paid or not. It was all just labor. It's all work. And it all sucks. And what we really need to do is not grow our own gardens or our own rooftop and everything. We just need to find a nice place. Get down. Lay down. Face down. And just die. I don't Hopefully, agree. Hopefully after a I, slice of strawberry rhubarb pie. I agreed with like 95% of that, and I'm like, yes, dismantle capitalism, but then your solution was suicide, which doesn't <laughs> address the problem. I mean, it will dismantle but, capitalism. If there's no people, yes, there's will. no capitalism. No one's there to work, but it's no fair. one's there to be exploited. It's the definition it's, of a Pyrrhic victory. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who's with me? You need to go around the corner, and you that decided to go down the street, take a plane all the way around the planet, but, just to get there. <laughs> So to get back to kind of some of the flavor stuff. Um, yeah, sorry. Let's get back to it. Uh, so it's funny because all three of the things you said are things that actually I would super not enjoy. Um, because like the celery one, like celery, when it's like store-bought celery, you have to eat a bunch of it to actually get the flavor. But celery has a really distinctive, really wonderful, savory flavor. And when you have a bunch of it, you can cook it down and use that flavor in all kinds of stuff. And I feel like having sugar in it at that base level would totally ruin that goddamn flavor. Um, and that's the one thing that I would miss. And again, this is your fantasy. I mean, fuck what I think. Like, you are you are now the petty god of all foods. Like, you know, <laughs> celery, boom, that shit's sweet now. Like, fuck what I think. I feel but, like Nico woke up one night and had a bite of celery, and he was like, "Fuck! I wish you were better." I, I just I hate celery. That's just what it comes down to. But you're, <laughs> but you do bring up a valid point, Patrick. Of like the savoriness. Like I think like celery salt. I think of like, mm -hmm. like roasts that use celery to like absorb flavor and also impart flavor. Like there's definitely a whole savory side that I didn't consider when I when I chose the sweetness of celery. I just thought like like fuck like you know because I've had sugar cane before, like actual sugar cane. And I was like, fuck, I just wish this was more juicy. And like that's why I was like, yeah. thinking, like, fuck it, celery has like all that juice in it. Why not make it sweet so you can just literally go and just like bite and it's like an explosion of sweetness? I don't know. That was that was Which the would be cool. No. And I like that a lot. I'm just <laughs> that that for me would be one thing that would specifically get me. Uh the beef all being marbled like wagyu as well. Um, that was actually one of the things that I ran into was eating the, the wagyu. Was it was a it was a ribeye, which is my favorite cut, and I always thought having it be like fifty percent fat, fifty percent meat, perfectly all across, no differentiation. I was like, that's what I always thought. I, I truly ultimately wanted, and I've had like very marbled meat before, but not to that degree. And when I was eating it, I was like, this is incredible, but this is not the same experience. And part of what I do love in eating steak is the firm and the the fibrous nature of the lean, and then the goopiness and the richness of the fat together. 
I like oh, bites that are 50% oh, each, but I like them having their separate textures. So while right. the A4 Wagyu was amazing, it's also something I would only eat every once in a great while. Of course, this would mean that my beef consumption drops, and since we're getting into the morals of stuff, I mean, if we treated all cows like we treat fucking Kobe and Wagyu cows, that would be a much more ethical industry. So I, you know, I can't argue with that on the grand scale, but I would miss something there. Um, the slimy tomatoes thing. Uh, have you had a lot of like homegrown tomatoes? No. Yeah, there's a lot of tomatoes out there, man. There's there's the the tomatoes, there's like the heirloom ones, and like depends on how so, you cook them. And a lot of people are like I don't like tomatoes. Like you don't like the tomatoes you tried. Well, but that's all I'm gonna we, say about that. Well, I, I I feel like there's a lot of that, but I was also gonna say specifically like because we were talking about raw tomatoes and the sliminess. That's something that bugs me a lot, and that's why I don't get a lot of store bought tomatoes. And if I do, they're canned because they're goopy, not slimy. You know, right? Um. But, like, good homegrown tomatoes aren't, like, slimy. They're goopy. They're, like, they feel like a, like a hand fruit, you know? Okay. So if you get it at the right time, it's crisp with just a little bit of give. Okay. Yeah, see, I've never had, like, like for the most part, like, most of my interaction with tomatoes have always been, like, either they're cooked in something or if they're raw, like in cherry tomatoes, for example. Like, I just... I never liked the pop. I never liked the crunch. Mm. I never liked the slimy. Like oh, I just like to, like like raw tomatoes for me are just. I just don't. I can't get into them. I've tried many different ways. I've had them in different types of food, even in burgers and salads and whatever. I just I I, I just don't like raw tomatoes. And That's so not like, um, like, like if I may, uh, what about like, uh, uh, caprices? You know where it's it's the uh, the basil and the tomato and the mozzarella cheese and the balsamic vinaigrette. I mean, Caprici? yeah, but see, the thing is, though, they cut a lot of they cut the seeds out when they uh, when they when they were presented that way. So a lot of that slime, because most of that slime covers the seeds. But if you yeah, cut all that out, it's just like really a meat natural it, thing. Fine. Like, I don't mind the meat of a, of a tomato. Actually, I like I actually like the meat of tomato for the most part. Yeah. Like I said, it's just that like slimy, wet texture. That's just like it just it takes me out of it. It's like, it, I, I like you know, a lot I like of people miss them, but not in tomatoes. I feel like, well, a lot of people miss too, and I'm not I'm not trying to convince you to love tomatoes, but I'm saying this. I just want to shout this out for people who don't know. A lot of people they buy tomatoes and they put them in their fridge. I understand it's hot or whatever, but honestly, when you fridge a tomato, it does something to uh, the enzymes. It fucks up the nature. It taste it changes the taste, and so if you can avoid fridging your tomato and eating it like room temperature, so it's not cold necessarily. You, you might find something you like in it, especially if it's you buy it on the vine. Of course, I've had cool. the benefit of having tomatoes grown in a garden and then just, you know, enjoyed it that way. Which but, is the different yeah, thing. It took me a long time to get into tomatoes, man. I, I One time when I was a kid, I saw my grandpa taking a whole Roma and he'd take a bite out of one and like put salt and pepper. I'm like, honestly, it was like, I like the first time watching somebody eat ass. I just wasn't ready for it. In fact, um, some people are never ready for it. Um, I was going to say, though, if it's specifically the texture of the seeds, then yeah. And again, I was just saying that like it would be easier if we could just literally be like, okay, all tomatoes are like homegrown tomatoes now and are good texture. But if it is also like specifically that like seed texture, 
like the texture around the seeds. Like, I don't think there would be anything lost, at least for me, from tomatoes, from the texture of the tomato all being the texture of the meat as opposed to the seed. Yeah. Like, like, see, that's fine. I think that's great. <laughs> at that point, it's almost like savory apple, which is like, I'm super down for. Like, yeah. like you know, I've had, I've had tomato, like chunk parts of tomato where it's like, it's cut just enough where you're only getting meat. And it's like, to me, that's the best part of the tomato where it's just like, oh, there's no slime. There's no, there's no seeds. Oh, like just... the tomato, like in, in a taco, you know, where they, they cut it out and it's just the, uh, yeah, it's just like the cubes, skin. like chunks. Yeah, it's just the cube chunks of meat and skin and stuff. Like, see, that's that stuff. I uh, like your tomato, like you like your girls with skin. Anyway, I think we spent a lot of time on tomatoes. I, I was gonna say it looks like Etienne has a thought as well. And well, I don't know no, I, I I feel like a lot of the stuff that you've brought up is super common. I fucking love tomatoes. Like, I wouldn't change a thing about tomatoes. Like, I love Fair. all varietals for the most part i love like cherry tomatoes i love that pop like i you're all describing things that i enjoy but i know that slimy nature is a thing for a lot of people so i definitely get it and i get wanting celery to bring something more to the table i think that's something that i've heard a lot of so i i get both of those um they're not necessarily things that i would agree with but i understand them and they're things that have been expressed a lot um, the beef marbling, I think, is an interesting thing because, again, it, it comes down to what you're making and controlling fat content and controlling how that fat cooks because there's a lot of different dishes where you're going to want more or less fat content and the marbleization is going to work against you. But that was my own slight thought. Again, if we're talking strictly increasing quality of beef and increasing standard, standards within the uh, – Beef raising, Population. slaughtering, etc. Field, like I'm all I'm all for that. So on that base level, I definitely can agree with you. Um, for sure. I know we've Beautiful. we've kind of <laughs> gone on this one for a while, and I haven't even said my three. Uh, it's hot, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm try and get through this quickly so I can uh, run to the refuge of a, a fan and hopefully cool the fuck off. Um, yes, please. So when I first heard this prompt, I was like, really? Y'all, y'all want this one? This is the one that you want? All right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but then I was like, you know, I love you, food is literally universal. And most of the time that I spend watching shit on YouTube, it's about 50 to 60% food videos. So like, while this isn't something I necessarily would have gravitated towards, it's something that is universal and I get the appeal to it. Um, I was having a hard time coming up with my three and I think my, my first one was dragon fruit. It's not epic enough. Uh, it's got the cool name. It's got the, the cool look. <laughs> Did you say it's not epic enough? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like oh my God. everything about it should be so awesome. And I, I love dragon fruit. Don't get me wrong. I, I love fruit in general. I love tropical fruit. <laughs> but like oh, the first time I like bit into dragon fruit, there was like this wash of disappointment because I was expecting so much and it just failed to deliver. Mm. I don't know specifically how I would like improve the fruit, but like basically I guess, you know, 
if you want to use the uh, the the terminology that people are a fan of, just basically taking the dial and turning it up to eleven. You know, I yeah. again, I like the name, I like the color on it. Like, there's there's different kinds of dragon fruit. I all think they look uh, immaculate and gorgeous and like interesting. And Dude, I think that's it looks primarily like a dragon egg, really. Which like I think is what where it gets it's used name, right? for is the coloration on it and having that presentation prop. But I wish it was bringing something more to the table on its own. Well, and like if the flavor was just like as intense, like you know, you bite into a kiwi, you know, you've been into a fucking mm-hmm. kiwi. It kicks you in oh, the teeth yeah. a bit. You bite into right. people apple, don't like kiwis, man. I can't flavor. believe it. And like, like Devilish. I totally feel like dragon fruit. If you just took the flavor of dragon fruit and turned it up to pineapple intensity, that would be hella cool. Like mango intensity, you know. So that was my one. To love it. Um, what? For, for one? my two, um, I was kind of having some more trouble, uh, and we had a conversation a couple nights ago at the house. Uh, Patrick, myself, and I, it might have been Nemo, it might have been George, I don't remember. Uh, but we were talking about quince, and there's yes. a whole lot of foods like yeah. quince, like rhubarb, like key lime, things that are so wonderful and so magical, but you have to do so much to them to get to, to the point that they're, they're usable, that we are, that they are what we know them to be. So if we could like jump closer to that, like final destination. So something that's more like usable in the jam or in the pie or in the, so we don't have to spend all this time adding extra sugar to it. It's just people like me who didn't start reading until about sixth grade. Oh, what's the term you said? Quince? Quince, yes. Quince. This is a fruit. Quince. It looks okay. like a Yeah, they're like okay. fuzzy, hard pears that'll break your tooth unless you boil the shit out of them. And then they're so, crazy, aggressive, have... sour okay. goop. And then if you make sugar with it, apparently, it's super, super wonderful and magical. And Speaking as a common it. man's common man, not a lot of people know that word. So yeah, that's what... You... You learned something today, kids. Cool. So, like, you want to kind of, like, you know, put them in through a, um, uh, what's the thing in Dragon Ball Z, the the little chamber where they, they send them to train? So that they time chamber? Hyperbolic time chamber, but with points or other oops, or, or so we can get from point A to point B a lot faster. I mean, that'd be cool. Beautiful. I also feel like just having them, like, when the fruit is ripe, like, taste good. Like, I would be super into that. And, like, if that is in the form of hyperbolic time chambers that grow on the tree along with the fruit, I'm even more down for that because I love fucking with quantum mechanics. But Oh, yeah, man. That's all fine until somebody throws you through a beam and it ages you, like, through 90 years and shit. Like that one episode of uh, The Orful, that shit was gnarly. Oh, but Trek classic. Uh, I didn't want to uh, interrupt you. I just wanted uh, I just wanted a little more explanation on what, what the fuck a Quint was. Uh, the only quit. The only quit I know is from that show Dexter. Quince. He's an asshole. Quince. It's Quince. Quince. Right. Gotcha. That's what I said. Quincy. That's, yeah, yeah. That's John, the word for today, John folks at home. Quincy Quince. Adams, Quince. the twelfth president or whatever. Yep, he was a small fuzzy pear that would break your tooth. <laughs> this is not an accurate statement. But what was the story? Yes. Is is. There's one that I'm going to specifically make note of because I fucking hate it. Um, 
but there's a lot of health foods or quote unquote health foods that uh, have a lot of great nutritional value to them that get used in a lot of recipes mm-hmm. and they fucking taste terrible. The specific one that I'm going to bring up, I know some people like, including some people in this room, but I find it irredeemable in terms of taste and texture. Well, I can't wait. And I've had it prepared a lot of ways, including ways that people say, oh, no, 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 you, you will hate this until you have it this way. I've, I've had it prepared those ways, and I still fucking hate it. And that is kale. Yep. I oh, fucking hate I kale. I thought so. I thought mm. so. Like, it's my mm. mortal enemy. The last time I bought it, I was like, oh, you know, like, spinach is more expensive. Kale's cheaper right now. I'm making smoothies. Maybe I won't notice in the smoothie. Nope. Nope. Oh. Still fucking Dude, a shit Kale up. smoothies suck, I will say. Like, and I'm someone who likes kale. Like, I know. I know. But I've had, like, I've had it in so many different forms. I've had kale chips. I've had oh, yeah. it as an ingredient in, like, flatbreads and pizzas. I've had it in salads. I've had it in... So many fucking things. I've literally never been able to enjoy it. Maybe it's something that needs to change with me. I don't know, but I know I'm not alone in this. Um, I, I I don't enjoy it either. I just I've I've gotten to the point where I can eat it. I was like I can eat it. I can tolerate it. I know that it's good for me. It's it's. I put it in my mouth. I've swallowed it. It's in me now. It's You'll gonna stick in me if you take another spoonful. I I don't think I'd ever say I enjoyed it i say that i enjoyed it enough to put it down and keep it down uh you know like when you you learn about those uh people i was like did you know that they're using like uh kelp or or hemp to build houses or like you know uh make alternative fuel and i just feel like kale can be it can be easily taken off of the tabletop and turned into something that could i don't know like be used as a well we were talking about spackle earlier you know something to build yeah. houses or like you know, my, my, comment, my comment on kale is this. Kale will forever be the garnish that sits on the side that holds all the fruit. There you that go. Is wow. kale is, it you is had the to take it back that, to the 90s, didn't you? Yes, you I did. had to take it back to the 90s with my boy oh, Kale. Yeah. I get it. I get yes. it. Because I'm sorry, like when I when I first heard about kale like being a thing, it's like, oh, it's a superfood. And I was like, okay. And I tried it and I was like, this is it literally looks how it's going to taste. No, it looks better <laughs> than it, it tastes. Like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It never looked appealing to me. It, it literally just always looked like... I love leafy greens. I love leafy greens. So, like, visually, I'm willing to give it a chance. I, I actually think it looks interesting. Not necessarily appetizing, but definitely interesting. And I think it definitively looks better than it tastes. See, like but for me, me like, for you, yeah. Like, I've, I've eat always kale like, like I eat my vitamins, dude. Like, like, you, like, it's almost like you cook with it almost like lotus leaf, where it's like you're not supposed to eat it. You're just supposed to, like, wrap it in shit and then cook it. Like, see, like, I feel like that would be an interesting use of kale. It would be like, you, like, use it to wrap something and then you cook in it and then it holds all the moisture because it's super fucking thick. And like you know, cord, it would like, totally like, fall apart. It, yeah. If you will, if you will, the old yeah. school space uh, space um, uh, rockets, the fucking space shuttles that we'd send up, they're very wasteful, yeah. right? They'd have like like six, two, three rockets attached to it, and you'd you'd send up the shuttle, 
and then you'd have the parts that would fall back to Earth or just end up as space trash, right? Non-reusable, never again. But the oh, yeah. whole purpose of their existence was to get the fucking blind brick up into space. That's oh. Kale. You know, it's and it's it is a vegetable. Is it is a vegetable that is just used for other vegetables' character development. <laughs> wow! Damn. Well, Damn. I can appreciate the hate that all of you have for kale, which is fair. It's there. Um, I, mean, I eat it, Patrick. I eat it, but I eat it like you know a person does yeah, their chemo great, or their or their great, or their yes. radiation. I do it because I have dress. to because it's you, good for you. Yes, or you need it. There's this. no other option. I've got a yes. tumor in me, and it's I'm, just kale. I'm and sorry. I need to eat the kale. But you need, and need tumors. Every now and then. Um, but no, we all have to eat a tumor now and then. It's but, a tumor. What about tumor? Oh, yeah. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. Spreadable tumor. Uh, but no, I, I, I definitely get the hatred for kale. Because, yeah, it is super weird, and it's one that I like when it's prepared certain ways, and I think that a lot of the time, people go, it's kale, it's good for you, and they throw it into stuff, and it tastes like shit, and the texture's bad. But I also have to say that I've really enjoyed it at certain times, so I can't quite get in on the whole uh, player-haters ball on kale. But I definitely appreciate you wanting to change it, because... It could be better. I'm not going to sit here and act like kale couldn't be better. It could be better. The fact that I only like it in certain recipes speaks to the fact that kale could be a lot better. Well, you know, it's, I don't I mean, like maybe Russell I missed Brown. it because I was cracking too many jokes, but it it, sound, it didn't sound like Etienne was saying that it, it could be better. He was thinking of a way to change it. He just kind of wanted to use this moment to say, fuck kale. Am I wrong? Or or would you, would you like to wrong. reiterate for the reiterate for the audience about I mean, how you in, would change kale if you could previous Except- podcasts i've talked about biodiversity and how important it is if i was to lose something i think it would probably be kale and i realize okay. that's purely selfish but this is coming from an accepted point of i have to absolutely lose one element of biodiversity would is there a thing that you would shift about kale to make it edible, or is the thing that you would fundamentally change about this food its existence? Its existence. I don't. Okay, cool. It's still in the terms of the fucking thing. I just I had to make sure that we fit the prompt. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'd be kind of sad because I wouldn't be able to make my special. Uh, mustard greens and kale uh, which is a big hit with people who have been taking drugs for days and need vegetables um, but it's fair um, on multiple occasions I, it's, it's consistent I can like make it and people enjoy it as kind of a thing that ties the room together that and chicken but also I can respect <laughs> you wanting it gone I, I love you know I'm just going to say that for the 100,000th time. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate that's, you, too. It's, it's, I, I like my chicken. I made a bunch of chicken, and then the rest of the chicken went bad. Because oh, Pomona uh, takes away what makes you happy. And replaces do a little bit, a little one. Now, 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 see, if your food kept longer, I you used to eat some chicken, but chicken. it wasn't really chicken, so the chicken got more. Wait. Right. I know. got plucked and plucked. I know. Um, one of the things I want to say, though... Uh, but, no, I, I uh, said I said if the, if the chicken kept longer, you wouldn't have lost it. 
Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Mike's <laughs> idea right there would have saved it. Oh, well, here's I'm sorry, the thing. you were going to say, Mike. Well, here's a couple of things. Thank you for uh, reminding me about that, uh, Nikos. So first of all, chicken is not good for you guys. The reason that chicken is touted as good for you is it passes through your body really fast because it goes bad inside of you. And so your body's like, ooh, this is rotten. Let's get it out. Whereas beef sticks around for about three or four days because beef is your friend. Anyway, another thing I wanted to say, um, if I could change anything for anyone, is that a lot of people who are allergic to food, and they can never enjoy it unless they've got like an EpiPen next to them and they're, you know, they're feeling a little uh, risque, which I've totally been in that situation, by the way, where someone's like, oh, I'm allergic to it, but I got my EpiPen. I'm like, so I'm just going to sit here, you and me, in your house. And you're going to eat that thing that you're allergic to and that we're just going to trust that if you react to it, that that EpiPen's going to be enough. You're going to put me in this fucking situation. But yeah, I would make it so that certain foods like uh, strawberries or whatever just didn't cause people to be um, have allergi- allergic reactions, uh, except for the case with uh, pe- people who have peanut allergies, because uh, fuck those people. Wow, that's my family you're talking about right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm I was like, waiting for that, Nico. I'm just needless. fucking with you. I got nothing it against personally you can take, people. Take your with... hand, take your hand, and wipe my ass with it. Beautiful. <laughs> what I, I was gonna say is that I feel like the most efficient. And it way tastes to do like that salary, to be honest. Eat. What's up with that? Okay. I using um, that vegetable for a little more than eating. But uh, I'm kidding. Let's let's go so, back on track, even though we're way off. Track. Terribly difficult you, way to wipe your ass would be celery. Um, well, well, I wasn't talking about wiping his ass with celery. Anyway, um, pants on a log. Anyways, let's go on. Okay. Oh my oh, god. Um, ah! I was gonna say that probably the most effective methodology of uh, affecting that change would be not to change the vegetables but to change the humans, which, as you pointed out earlier, they are a food. So technically, we can change all people in the world. And one fundamental thing that I'm changing about this food is that while people is alive, before you cook it, they no longer have allergic reactions. I'm, I'm okay with um, that. That's cool. It's kind of like then, the doctor's like... Yeah, my, my wife yeah, could yeah, eat garlic yeah, again, which would be amazing. I, wow. Nice shirt, Nemo. What? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm cool representing. Shirt. I'm fucking representing. Oh, that's yeah, fucking that's right. right. You know what? Actually, actually, got garlic. You know, Nico. I'm sorry. I mean, I know your wife is gonna listen to this, but I'm surprised that um, um, one of your answers was that, like I would make it so that garlic and onion were able to be enjoyed by my wife again. I mean, again, that's changing. That's changing my wife, though. That's not changing the food necessarily. It's a nice backpedal. Sure, whatever. You drove it forward. That's not a backpedal. It's not the definition. It's not the word. You, damn it. <laughs> For yes, those of you honey, listening I, at I home, so is Mike an asshole? Yes, he is. Guaranteed. Well, I think that's I, been established. True. I, I think that we have beautifully come at this from a number of angles, uh, as we discussed earlier and in previous. Uh, we have all given it our all and explored every element of the different ways that we would like to alter foods and sometimes ourselves. So to all, from all <laughs> of us here at NATO, to all of you there at home, we wish you good eating. And uh, yeah, uh, fuck kale, I guess. <laughs>